Welcome to season four of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast. I am your host, Patty Nava. In this season, we will be learning about the promises of God. There are many promises in the Bible. Do you have a promise of God that you hold on to? I invite you to draw closer to God in the next few weeks as we learn about God's character and how this reassures us that He is faithful to keep His promises for those of us who believe in Him. Welcome to the first part of the Promises of God. Each week, we will be learning about a new promise. But before we jump in, I just want to recap last week's introductory episode. Last week, we talked about why we, as Christ followers, believe in the promises of God. The main reason we believe is because of God's character. God does not lie. He is righteous. He's never sinned and he is unchanging. Most importantly, he does not make mistakes. He has so many wonderful attributes, but the three that I focused on last week were God's omniscience, his omnipresence, and his omnipotence. In other words, God is all-knowing, he is present everywhere, and he is all-powerful. David describes these three attributes in Psalms 139, verses 1 through 16. To get a better understanding of these attributes and why they're so important to remember while reading about God's promises, please go back and read the psalm. And when you have time this week, go back and listen to last week's introductory episode. Okay, now let's begin with the first promise that we will be looking at in this series. Let me tell you, choosing promises of God for this season was a difficult task because there are so many promises in the Bible. But after much prayer, I decided to start with one of the greatest promises. It's one that I'm sure many of us or most of us are very familiar with. This promise can be found in John 3.16. Let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We might see this verse on freeway overpasses or at sporting events. You might even know someone who has it as a tattoo. Uh, you might have heard it on a TV show. Perhaps you heard your pastor read it at Easter service or, or you might even hear it during an altar call. So why is John 3.16 so important? According to Bible scholars, no other verse in the Bible so clearly summarizes God's relationship with humanity and the way of salvation. Some consider John 3.16 as the theme verse for the entire Bible. It tells us of the love God has for us and the extent of that love that is so great that he sacrificed his only son on our behalf. John 3.16 teaches us that anyone who believes in Jesus Christ 
God's Son, will be saved. This verse gives us the glorious hope of eternal life in heaven through the love of God and the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now let's read other verses in the Bible which are in reference to God's promise for eternal life. First, let's read Isaiah 53.5. It says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. For those of us who trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, these words can be piercing to our hearts. It is so difficult to comprehend how Jesus willingly died on the cross for us and for our sins. He suffered so that all who believe in him might not perish, but have eternal life. The healing in this verse refers to the everlasting healing of our spirit and forgiveness of our sins. Now let's look at another verse. Let's look at John 5 verse 24. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. According to Matthew Henry's commentary, this verse means that our Lord has declared his authority and character as the Messiah. The time has come when the dead should hear his voice as the Son of God and live. The Lord first refers to his raising those who are dead in sin to the newness of life by the power of the Spirit and then to his raising the dead in their graves. We can only be judged by the one who has all knowledge and almighty power. Remember, we talked about those two attributes last week, God's omniscience and his omnipotence. Okay, now let's look at a few more verses about God's promise for eternal life. The next one is from 1 Corinthians 5.1. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. The tent that Paul is referring to in this verse refers to our bodies, or perhaps even our homes. When Paul wrote this verse, he was acknowledging that he could possibly be stoned to death for preaching about Jesus Christ. He is describing the dwelling place in eternity with Jesus as something far better than what earth has to offer. Sisters, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I love this verse. Thank God our bodies are just a temporary dwelling place. We will get brand new heavenly bodies. Thank you, Jesus. I am not into celebrity gossip or any of that, but it's kind of hard to miss the most recent pictures of Madonna all over social media. Some people will do anything they can to make themselves look younger. And sadly, it gets to a point where they're just unrecognizable. Let me share something that I read by Pastor Greg Laurie. 
In this message he shared, he talks about four things that we should know about every person on this earth. Pastor Lori says the following, No matter how successful they are, how unsuccessful they are, how famous they are, how beautiful and handsome they are, or how unattractive and plain they may be, everyone shares these four traits. One, there is an essential emptiness in every person who hasn't yet come to Christ. Everyone is essentially empty. No matter how much money or prestige someone has, everyone has to deal with that emptiness. Scripture says that God made his creation subject to vanity or emptiness, meaning there is a void, a hole, if you will, inside every man, woman, and child. Two, people are lonely. We can assume there is a sense of loneliness in every individual. Albert Einstein once wrote, It is strange to be known so universally and yet be so lonely. People are lonely. We need to know that. 3. People have a sense of guilt. They may try to mask it with alcohol or have psychologists or psychiatrists tell them that it's not there, but they have to deal with their guilt over the things they have done wrong. The head of a mental institution in London said, I could release half of my patients if I could find a way to relieve them of their sense of guilt. 4. People are afraid to die. Some may strut around and say, not me, I'm not afraid to die, but they are. So don't be so intimidated by the facades that people hide behind and assume they don't want to hear what you have to say about your faith in Christ. Remember, you used to be one of those people. I used to be one of those people, and we responded to the gospel. So will they. In the book of John, Jesus says something similar to what Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 5.1 about our earthly tent, which brings me to the last scripture I want to share in reference to God's promise for eternal life. It is from John 14 verses 1 through 4. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Here Jesus is telling his disciples what to expect when they go and have eternal life with him in heaven. This is actually one of my favorite verses about God's promise for eternal life. I hold on to this promise and remember it when life here on earth gets overwhelming. When I feel like I cannot keep up with the pressures and the stress of everyday life, I just remind myself that God is preparing a place for me and to just live for Him, to glorify Him and edify Him while I'm still here on earth. Amen? So let me ask you this. Do you have the assurance that you'll have eternal life? 
If you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, if you have accepted Him as your Lord and Savior and repented of your sins, yes, you do have the assurance of salvation and eternal life. A question that is frequently asked is, is someone who is generally saved by trusting that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, can they lose their salvation? Absolutely not. In 1 Peter 1.5, it says, Who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This verse clearly affirms the fact that we are protected by the power of God through our faith. It is our faith that brings us into a grace relationship with God as a gift of God through the merit of His beloved Son. So we don't have to earn eternal life or work to keep our salvation. Jesus already paid our way into eternal life when He died on the cross for us. So let's hold on to this promise of eternal life and believe this promise is yes and amen. Thank you so much for joining me for part one of the promises of God. I pray you were encouraged to keep your eyes on Jesus while we're here on earth and believe that he is preparing our home in eternity. I hope you'll join me next week as we learn about another promise. I am so excited to share with you that I have partnered up with my sweet sister in Christ, Carissa Trecker, at Mary and Martha, a Dayspring company. Her mission is to bring eternal hope and encouragement to every home and to build up women in faith and in business. At Mary and Martha, you will find items for your heart, your home, your table, and your kids. I especially love their books two that I strongly recommend for this journey as we learn about God's promises are A Heart of God by Elizabeth Elliot and 60 Promises to Pray Over Your Children. I have included the links for these books in the show notes and at the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. I also recommend that you join Carissa's Mary and Martha Facebook group, where she provides daily encouragement and she shares about the amazing items you can find in the Mary and Martha catalog. You can find the link to her Facebook group in the show notes and also at the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus Joy and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week.